Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Jerry Earth, and today we'll be talking about a whole bunch of cool films starting with Pinky Bill, then we'll have Pain of Cap Lee, then we'll have the 25th anniversary edition of Beauty and the Beast. We'll also have my little pony friend, this magic sword over Equestria, Sterks, the Wildlife, and lastly, Silly. But right now, we're going to be interviewing Morgan, who is 11 and lives in LA on the new film, Blinky Bill. So, Morgan, can you tell us about this film? Um, this film is actually a really great film. It's perfect for the entire family to watch because we have a little bit of humor, danger, adventure, and something for everyone to enjoy, really. And I love the adorable furry creatures, and their qualities take the top of the list. And I'm glad that after a long period of time, they finally made a movie all about koalas and their journey. And mainly Blinky Bill's journey was a koala to save his father, and it was just really adorable. I know what you mean about koala films. One of the first films I actually reviewed was a koala film called Koala Kid, and I absolutely love that. So I definitely do agree with you about koala films. They really need to make more. But since this is an animated film, what did you think about the animation? The animation was actually very classy. It was actually really amazing because it was very crisp and clear, to tell you the truth. And it's very colorful and detailed. And it looks like the characters in these films are, like, real. And that you are there with them on their journey, which I love about this. And they had the little ears were just so adorable. And I love that. And I, um, I love that they used this animation and brought it to life even more. Because it really brought this film just, um, it was so dimensional as well, so it really helped a lot. And we have, it, we also have this incredible voice talent and everything, and the animation and everything put together just made this a great film. And since this is an anime film like we're talking about, it, it's good that animation is good, but how is the voice acting? We have names like uh, Ryan Quentin, Quentin, sorry if I mispronounced that, plays Blinky Bell and a few other people, so how did they do Oh my gosh, they did amazing, to tell you the truth. We have so many awesome people, like Tony Collette, um, then David Wenham, uh, Rufus Sewell, uh, Richard Roxburn, I think, and Deborah Mailman, and they all just did incredible, because they all, like, you could really tell that the emotions in their voices were done very well, and that they really meant that, and that's hard to get into a character sometimes, because most of the time, like, uh, actors usually have to think of something really hard that they've been through, and you could really tell that it felt like they were just there, that they were really in this part, and that this, this really happened. So that was probably one of the best things. Now, have you seen the original TV show that this movie's based off? No, but I do know that the TV show was actually um, based in the wonderful and amazing Australia. And I have not seen it yet, but this film does make me want to see it now. Well, the reason I bring it up is because a lot of people actually said that it did kind of ruin the film. Now, I want to get your opinion. Do you think that the uh, Hollywood in general, because it's been going on a lot recently, do you think that they should stop making all these movies based off really old TV shows and really old movies? Do you think they should stop doing remakes, or do you, do you, do you think that the remakes really bring the films back to life and continue their legacy? What do you think? Well... Uh, to be honest, there's two sides of the story, so I'm going to give both my opinions. 
Um, we, like, Pete's Dragon, for example, was one film that I didn't really like as much, because I remember the original Disney version that they did, and that one was amazingly done, and so cute and adorable, and then they basically remade it to be a drama. When they do that, I do not agree with it, because it's just, it's, they remake a film, and they name it the exact same team. Thing. And even though it has like a base off the film, it's not really the same thing and it just really sucks. But when they make something that's off a TV show, I agree with that as a matter of fact because they usually come up with a different aspect to tell the story or it's kind of like the same thing as the TV show. But instead they add something new to it instead of just remaking it but just making it yeah. with a little bit different genre or something. Yeah. I definitely agree with you. That is a very interesting point. Very quickly, how many stars do you give this? I would give this five out of five stars, and then I would also give this the age range of probably, I'd say that the appropriate age range was five through 18 and up, because uh, kids will like the colorful animation as well as the fun characters and the humor, and the older kids and adults will like the storyline and think that it's a quirky, fun film for the entire family, telling the truth. Well, I definitely recommend this film. It sounds amazing. If you'd like to check out this film, you can now get it. You're listening to Kiss First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. And today we talked about the film Bleedy Bill. And next we're going to be talking to Michelle, who is 18, lives in Miami, about the new film Queen of Capri. So, Michelle, what did you think about this film? Um, I definitely enjoyed it. I actually had no idea that it was even coming out. I never saw like a trailer or anything, so it was definitely a surprise for me. And speaking of it coming out, if the viewers would like to see this, it comes out September 30th. Now, this looks like a very inspirational story. Did it make you feel inspired? Definitely. It's one of those stories, those those sports dramas, a very underrated sport, chess. So you would think that a movie that's based on chess wouldn't be, you know, as riveting as Queen of Cotway was. Now, um, it really did inspire me just because it kind of showed that, you know, regardless of who you become, whether it's your success or your passion, you never forget where you came from. And I think Fiona um, just did an, like, an amazing job, uh, the actress, and the chemistry between the characters, too. Just everything about the movie I, I fell in love with. It does look like an absolutely excellent film. But I also heard that you met some people from the cast. Can we talk about that? Yes, I actually sat down with David Oyelowo, and he was just an amazing person. Like, it was almost like I didn't even want to look down on my questions because he's just so captivating and he's very focused on you and he's really paying attention to what you're asking and he wants to give you the best response possible. And my interview with him was actually like, so great. Um, I actually got to ask him if, um, if since a lot of the times in the film industry, a lot of this a lot of these situations in places like these go unnoticed or they're either dramatized. And I asked him, what do you want your viewers to get out from the story? And he was telling me that, that it's pretty much right, that he really wants his viewers to grasp the, the knowledge and the passion that's there, that Fiona's exuding the family, the chemistry between everything and the country itself, the beauty, that there's beauty even if you see it like how it is and like impoverished and everything. And it was just incredible. It really was incredible. It does sound like it was an excellent interview. And Dave Oyelowo, by the way, is played by Robert Contendi. And how did he do in his role and all the other cast do in terms of acting? Oh, amazing. I think it was spot on. Lupita, of course, 
never disappoints. She is she is so great. And it almost felt like she was a real mother, which I don't I don't believe she is. I think she's like 20, 23, 24. Um, I don't believe she's a mother. And then you watch the movie and it's almost like she's had so many years of experience of of carrying such a large family and and I don't know, just pretty much having them on their backs. Fiona as well. Um, I forgot her name actually. I think it was like Oh, Medina. Medina Nalwanga, I believe. She does such a great job, especially since the only two trained actors within the movie is David Oyelowo and Lupita. And for them to hire an entire new cast of Ugandan children that have never acted before in their lives, they did such an excellent job. By the way, Lupita Nyong'o is played by Naku Kiriat. I'm sorry if I mispronounced any of these names. And Fiona Miyazzi, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Or Fiona, Fiona Mutesi. Mutesi. And she's played yeah. by uh, Melina Nawanda. So, yeah. So how, what age range would you give this film? Because it does sound like it's somewhat of a dramatic story. I would say 12 and over since it does contain some mature content. And how many stars do you give this film? Five out of five stars. Now, is there a soundtrack in this film? Like, is there any background music that helps spice up the scenes? Um, ooh, the, definitely the music is super cultural, very, very true to the country. I, I really love that a lot. It definitely set the tone and, and everything just perfectly within the movie. And since this is a live action film and it does look like there's a lot more aerial type of shots, what do you think about the cinematography? Oh, the cinem- it's just, I, again, like the country, if you see how it is, it's very impoverished. It's. It's very sad to see, but I don't know what they did. They they did such a great job in capturing the true beauty within the people and every, everything that's surrounding them as well. And the colors are just so vibrant and every everything was captured just perfectly. And it almost makes you feel like you were there with them. You were experiencing this whole situation with them. I think the cinematography was absolutely flawless. It does sound actually absolutely spectacular. That is true. A lot of people look at these countries and think they're just full of poverty and full of waste, but there is beauty in each country. No matter what right. country you live in, you'll think it's beautiful because it is your home. Well, thank you so much for talking to me about this film. Like I said, if you'd like to check out this film, it releases it's September 30th, so definitely check it out. Let's take a break. I'm Jerry Orris, and you're listening to Kids First, Com- Kids First Coming Attractions. This show is sponsored by Guess How Much I Love You. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. To become a Kids First Film Critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. 
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Morgan Brambridge here in sunny LA, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We have been talking about some magnificent films, such as Blinky and Queen of Koala, and now we're going to be talking about Beauty and the Beast with Jerry and My Little Pony. So how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. So I know that this film has three versions. Um, which Which version did you watch? So I watched the 25th anniversary edition, which contained the original theatrical version that released 25 years ago, and also contained a slightly modified version, which I will be honest, I do not really see the difference between the two. Yes, now this is also on a great DVD, which was fantastic, and it's amazing that it's their 25th anniversary and it's surprising to find out that this movie was made 25 years ago, because it seems like it was uh, could be something that could have been made today because the animation in it is very spectacularly done. Now, what was one of your favorite uh, scenes to watch in the film? Oh, that is very hard. I would probably say my favorite scene would be when Belle, the main character, the princess in this film, goes down in the castle and eats the dinner for the first time. Now, this seems like a very boring scene, but it actually isn't because in this castle, it's a very magical castle, all the servants in the castle are actually utensils like there's there's candles, there's rooms, there's a whole bunch of other things like that. They do this huge theatrical number called Be My Guest, which of course is famous now from that film. And it was just so spectacular to see all the hundreds of utensils singing together, choreographing together, and it was just spectacular in terms of humor, it was wonderful in terms of the songs, it was beautiful in terms of animation, and it looks to be a fantastic scene. Yeah, I love, I absolutely love Chip and Mrs. Potts. You can never forget the two of them. They're just absolutely adorable. And it's actually surprising to find out that this was all because of a blank, because I'm not going to ruin it, but it was all because of a crazy something. And it's just like, wow. Who is your favorite character in this film? I, uh, that's hard. I would either say Belle or I would say the monster. I like the monster because... He, you just really see him change and develop throughout the film. Starts off as this giant monster that you would have nightmares about, but at the end, he is this person that it sounds like you just have a conversation with him, or it's fun to spend time with him. That's really cool, and I love in films where the character really develops and grows throughout the film or the TV show. That's a perfect example. So I'd either say Belle or the monster, and I like Belle because she's Belle. Who doesn't like Belle? Yes, and you're talking about um, you're talking about Mr. Beast. Yes, and you, uh, I definitely agree. I um, he's probably one of my favorite characters as well. And which one was your favorite utensil? Because there's so many different ones. Yeah, I don't. I, I can't have a favorite in that. They're they were all my favorite. It's it, they they were just all fantastic together. You know, I think that independently they weren't as good as when they were all together because. Like I said, they choreography together very well in terms of animation, and all of them singing songs together was stupendous, so I can't say I have a favorite because they did perfectly when they were all together. Yes, I completely understand that. And why do you think this movie is still good today? Because 
uh, it was made 25 years ago, and most people, after so long, they're like, ah, that movie's okay, because now we do have more developed animation and more developed techniques and so much new technology to tell you the truth. So what do you think makes this film so good that it's finally its 25th anniversary and people are still watching it? I think there's many reasons. First of all, like I said, the songs are classic. They are still known very well today. And also, I think that it's just the concept of Beauty and the Beast. Because unlike all the other Disney movies where it's just about the princess and the difficulties to getting to the prince and then finally at the end they get together, they're all kind of that rough story with maybe a few different elements. This one is mainly focused on the actual relationship between the two. And there's not many Disney films that do that because it's mostly focused on the adventure. And that's what makes this film so unique. It's really more of a romance story. And I believe this is one of the only stories that Walt Disney wanted to do, but he didn't do. There's a few other ones like Little Mermaid. And Walt Disney always chooses the best ideas. That's why films like Aladdin and uh, and uh, Cinderella and Snow White, they're all still classics because Walt Disney went... He was alive. He chose the best ideas, only the best ideas that he knew would last uh, centuries. And you can see it here now that they still last the after a quarter of a century. And what do you think about the villains? Because we have all the village people who are trying to kill the beast. And, of course, we have Gaston, the guy who wants to marry Belle and all that crazy stuff. So what do you think about them? I honestly wouldn't say there is a villain in this film, because despite the villagers trying to destroy the monster, and even Gaston, I don't think any of them are villains. I think Gaston... He is just a little too full of himself, and that's just because everyone keeps saying he's a winner. He really never faced losing, which meant they changed his personality. And this is really one of those films that there is really no bad guy, and there's just misunderstood people. The villagers, they don't understand it. They, they don't understand what the monster is, and thus they're scared of him. It's not their fault. Yes, and really quickly, how many stars in age range would you give this film? I would definitely give it 5 out of 5 stars in the age range of 5 to 18. Well, thank you so much. Um, you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about some amazing topics such as Blinky Bill, Queen, um, Queen of Koala, Beauty and the Beast, My Little Pony, and so many more including Storks and the Red Carpet. And right now, we are talking to Jerry about My Little Pony. So, what do you think about this film? Because I do know that you are a fan of My Little Pony and all the characters and everything, but um, because this is a new DVD, what do you think about this one in particular? I liked, and what I liked about it is, despite all the other DVDs I reviewed for My Little Pony, they all either focused on some sort of movie separate from the show, or they focused on one season. What I liked about this is it focuses on all six years the show has been out now, and all six seasons, which I really like. And what I also like is it kind of focuses on a story that's been kind of forming in only just a few episodes throughout the entire six seasons, which I thought was really unique, and good job of them, because it is a fantastic idea. Now, would you consider yourself a brony? Because I have heard that most of the this show is meant for little girls, but mainly they're... Um, it's mainly focused on guys who are bronies who watch the show. So would you consider yourself one of the, one of those people? Yes, I would. 
Now, this show has focused on many different elements of friendship, of course, and it focuses on uh, honesty and it shows all the great, all the great policies or character, character elements that everybody should have. Now, what do you think about that concept of this film? Because it's, it's been a very long time and they've been having it for six years, as you said, and it's mainly based on those two subjects. I, I think that it's great, and despite a lot of people think that they're grown-ups and they don't need to watch shows that are all about friendship, well, there are a lot of examples in today's world where they could probably learn a little bit more about friendship and honesty. I'm not going to go into much details about that, but I think it's good, and what I really like about it is, except for the last 45 seconds of each episode, there really isn't that much focused on the moral kind of just shows that throughout each story, which is good because if there's a show that just focuses on the moral throughout the entire story and there's no plot at all, then it kind of gets boring, and the show definitely doesn't do that. And that's why it's such a, uh, such a strong community that's not just kids, and that's why it's had a strong community for six years now. Yes, because each episode is uh, totally different from the others, and they've had so many uh, great concepts in each one, which makes this definitely amazing. Now, other than that, who's your favorite pony? Because mine personally is Rainbow Dash and uh, Applejack. I love the two of them. I would have to agree with you. My favorite is also Rainbow Dash, and she's played by Alicia Ball. I'm, mis- I'm sorry if I mispronounced that name. And what's fantastic is this DVD mainly focuses on her. Most of the other characters barely even appear in any of the episodes. It's, mainly, it's mostly focused on Rainbow Dash and her quest to become a Wonderbolt for viewers who don't know the story of Mallow Pony. Rainbow Dash's dream as of being a Pegasus is to join the Wonderbolts, which is kind of this elite group of Pegasi, and it's the highest honor you could possibly get, and that's her dream. And it's really about her trying to accomplish her dream, which I also like because it shows if you're dedicated, you will accomplish your dream. Definitely. I completely understand that as well. And other than that, uh, really quickly, can you please give us your favorite episode? Ooh, that's hard. Out of all the episodes on, on in the entire show or just episodes in this DVD? Episode in this DVD. I would say mine is testing, testing, one, two, three. In this episode, Rainbow Dash kind of learns about study. She needs to take a test. And all of her friends give her different methods of studying, but at the end she discovers her own method of studying. And I like this because in school you always kind of learn in one method of studying, but in general you usually have your own method of studying that fits with you, and that sh- and that shows it perfectly. So I like that episode. Definitely. And really quickly, age range and stars, please. I give this age range a four to eighteen. Parents have nothing to worry about, and I give it five out of five stars. Well, thank you so much for this interview. So um, you did amazing. And right now, let's take a break. I'm Morgan Brian Birch, who is currently on Sunny LA, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Our show is also brought um, sponsored by Guess How Much I Love You, about an adorable little rabbit and his friends and their adventures. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. To become a Kids First Film Critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. 
We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our kids' first film critics boot camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey and welcome back i'm morgan brian birch in sunny la and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we have been talking about some magnificent films such as blinky bill the movie queen of Hawaii, as well as beauty and the beast my little pony storks and the wildlife and sully and right now, we are going to be talking to some amazing people, including Mia, who is from Boulder, Colorado, who is 12 years old, Jerry, who is in sunny L.A., who is 14 years old, and Michelle, who is in Miami, Florida, who is 18 years old. All about storks. So how are you guys today? I'm good. Fantastic. Great. Now, I have actually had the pleasure of being able to see this wonderful film two times, as a matter of fact, and it is amazing, to tell you the truth. And uh, it's coming out in theaters September 23rd, so everybody should be able to check it out. It is definitely wonderful, and it is from Warner Brothers Pictures, and it's great, and it will be coming in 2D as well as 3D in select theaters and so much more. So... What do you guys think about this film? Because it is definitely adorable, and it def- uh, shows quite a lot of messages in it, as well as family's important and so much more. It's just so much fun to watch. So let's start off with Michelle. Yes, um, I really loved the whole idea and backstory of the film. I think it's really clever how how they came up with the idea to create a movie that's based on storks delivering babies. And I I just think it was a really fascinating twist to your typical kids movie. And I think it's definitely one of those films that both the parents and the kids will enjoy together. Yes, because nobody has done this concept before, and that's um, understandable. Now, Mia, what do you think? I totally agree with Michelle. I thought it was a very creative idea, and nobody's done it before, so it was very original, and it definitely got my attention. It was both funny, I thought it was very hilarious, but there's also some, you would say, sad, maybe heartfelt moments. It was, like, it would be good for parents and kids. Yes, because it will teach a lesson to both of them, to be truthful. And Jerry, you and I actually got to see this film together. And uh, so what was your perspective of this film? I I loved it, and I loved that they took an existing idea that Stokes deliver babies and 
they completely changed it so it would be something a unique and original. I really like that they did that. It wouldn't just be a film about storks delivering babies, which I thought was fantastic and good for them for creating a great original idea. And what was one of your favorite scenes without giving any spoilers away? Jerry. I would probably say my favorite scene, and I know a lot of people have this favorite scene. It's when they are trying to get somewhere, so they're not going to spoil anything. They're trying to get somewhere, they run into a pack of dogs. Now, they have a baby with them, and the baby and the dogs, they get along great, and the dogs want to keep the baby and raise it as a pup, which is already hilarious. But it gets funnier. When they try to escape from the pack of dogs, the dogs start creating all these vehicles and, like, boats and all that from their bodies and kind of just like Transformers almost. And I thought it was hilarious, and everybody in the audience was laughing at the moment. And it was also an important part of the film, but the animation was beautiful, comedy was great, and it was just overall a fun scene. That is actually hysterical, because that is my favorite scene as well. And it was really funny, and the wolves are just adorable, and I love them. And um, what was your favorite scene, Michelle? Now, that's a hard one, because the whole movie is just... It's so adorable. It's so cute and funny. But um, definitely one of my favorite scenes is when Nate, the son, um, gets his dad to start playing with him and to make his dream come true of having a little baby brother. And pretty much him and his parents ended up making an entire, like, baby, store kid delivering baby thing on top of their house. And I just thought it was really cute because I, I like the relationship between him and his parents. Yeah, I'm doing that when I get older. My kids build that entire thing. We will just have a blast. And uh, Maya, what was your favorite scene? Uh, my favorite scene, I definitely agree with Jerry. Um, it was the wolf or dog scene. And it was very funny to see them build a bridge, vehicles, and all of that fun stuff. Yeah, it's just like, how the heck can wolves do that? So, you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today, we're talking about some magnificent topics, such as Blinky Bill, the fantastic movie, Queen of Koala, Beauty and the Beast, My Little Pony, and right now, we're going to be talking all about the storks with some magnificent people, such as Maya, Jerry, and Michelle. Now, speaking about this, to continue our conversation... Um, what is one of your favorite, who is your favorite character, actually, Maya? Um, my favorite character was Junior, because I thought he was very funny, and you could see him, like, develop a new him throughout the movie, because in the beginning he was more job-oriented, but in the end he was more, like, relaxed and deciding what he thought was best. Yes, I completely understand that because, like he says, um, he wants to be boss just because it rules, and that is definitely truthful. Um, and Andy Samberg really did bring out this character quite a bit. Now, Michelle, who is your favorite character? That's a hard one, um, but I would definitely have to pick Tulip just because she is so funny and adorable and crazy. And she reminds me a lot of me because it's almost like with her insanity, that's the only way that she can pretty much do stuff because she has so much passion. She's able to complete all of that with the way that her mind works and everything. And I, I don't know. I just really liked her a lot. I just thought she was really cute. And to see her develop like little motherly uh, aspects throughout the film. And uh, it was just a great experience just watching her. 
Yes, and I absolutely love her character. She is also my absolute favorite. And I actually had the pleasure of meeting Katie Crown, who plays her, and I'm like, oh my gosh! And it was amazing. That's now, awesome. Jerry, who is your favorite character? I'm going to have to agree with you guys. My favorite character was also Tulip, mostly because of the reason you guys said. I like seeing her develop. I like to see her kind of grow over time and mature. Personally, to me, I thought she was the funniest character just because how he re she reacted to all the silly situations and funny situations. She was always the most positive, too, because Junior was kind of negative, kind of sarcastic, but she was always positive and tried kept to get people going. She always just wanted to have fun and adventure, so I really liked her. Yeah, she's like one of those little rays of sunshine. Now, what do you think about Pigeon Toady? Because uh, he is actually hysterical, and his character is just so weird. And I think it's just really funny how uh, Stephen Kramer Blickman really brought out this character. You what know, do you guys think of him? You know, if uh, he was more kind of focused in the plot, then I would say he's my favorite character. But since he's more of a side character, I wouldn't say he is. But I still really like him. He was a great kind of inclusion to the story. So he kind of just that silly side character that really has some great moments. I, I just greatly enjoyed him. Stephen uh, Blakeman did absolutely phenomenal playing him from the songs to just the talking scenes. It's just all wonderful. I love every bit of his character. And definitely his scenes were some of the funniest scenes. Yes, I totally agree. And what do you think about him, Mia? I agree. I thought he was very funny, but... I would say he would be, I wouldn't know if you would call him a villain, because he wasn't, like, a, on the good side, but yet again, he wasn't on the bad side. But even if he was the villain, I thought he was very funny and enjoyable, and I loved his character. And what do you think, Michelle? Honestly, I, I think he was really funny, and I loved his voice. I loved the way he acted. To be completely honest with you, it kind of gave me a Donald Trump vibe because of the way he talked and, and think, thought about himself and the little hair, too. Just everything about it, pretty much. And just watching him throughout the movie, it was, it was almost like a nice break from the tension that the movie builds just to see him do what he does and say the things that he does in the movie. Yeah, because there's always like that little comedic humor break, and he's definitely one of them. What do you think the age range for this film would be? Because there's definitely a wide variety, but what, what do you think it is personally? The age, ooh, I think I would say um, about three and up. And what do you think, uh, Jerry? It's, it would be difficult. I don't really think there's much parents should worry about. So I give age rating of 4, 5 to 18. They may just get a little for younger kids or may find the more action seems a little too intense, so I give it that age rating, 4 to 518. And what do you think, Maya? Well, I would, I agree with you, it would be for younger and older kids, I would say 4 to 5 to maybe like 15 or 16, because it's very funny, and I mean, older kids might get bored, but it's still a very enjoyable movie. I think adults will also love this film as well. And really quickly, stars from all of you. Uh, Michelle? I would give it a 4.5 stars out of 5. <laughs> and Jerry? About 5 stars, definitely. And what do you think about it, Amia? Um, I would give the movie a 5 out of 5 stars. Well, thank you so much for this interview. Thank you for coming on the show. You guys are absolutely magnificent. And thank you so much. So let's thank take a you. break. I am Morgan Brianne Birch reporting for Kids First in sunny LA, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions.
Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the kids' first film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey welcome back i'm jerry earth and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we were just talking about the absolutely spectacular film storks and now we're going to be talking about the all also fantastic film the wildlife of kamai so kamai how are you doing today good how are you doing great thanks for asking so can you tell us about the film the wildlife well, this movie was based on the book. Was based on the book. It was a. It was a knockoff of. It was a knockoff of the book. It, they changed a lot. They changed a lot of things to make it kid appropriate. And yeah. And this looks like it's an absolutely wonderful animated film. And since it is an animated film, how's the animation? Well, the animation is great. I I didn't know what else to expect from it. I mean, it it did its job. It it made me believe believe that this was a good movie and stuff. And how is the voice acting? Some of these names I'm not going to try to pronounce because I think I'm going to fail horribly, but there's names like Kaya Yanar, who plays Papa Gia, and there's names like Ilka Vesin, who plays Tapar Rosie. How did they do? They did great. Um, their voices, uh, they made their voices sound like as if an uh, animal were really talking to you, and they, 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 um, they made their voice sound, sound scared when the, when the parts were scary and excited, when the parts were exciting and adventurous, I think they did awesome. And did you ever lose interest, or did it keep your attention the whole time? It kept my attention the whole time, I mean, I, I never saw... A downfall in the movie. It was always entertaining, always new scenes, everything new. And would you say there's a moral message in the story? Um, I wouldn't. Uh, I didn't. I didn't really think of it as a movie with a message in it. But if I had to see if there's a message in it, I'd maybe don't judge something by its cover. Because at first, some of the animals were thinking that they don't like Robin Crusoe and uh. In the ending, they come very fond of him, and yeah. Well, I think that's a very good moral. And since we're talking about the story, can you actually tell us the plot of the film, please? Um, 
the plot of the film is um, it's about um this guy this uh guy named Robin Crusoe who ends up being stranded on a on an island after sailing with pirates and uh after, when he when the sh when the ship crashes he and his dog are the only survivors so they have to learn how to survive on the island without uh dying grinding. Now, this film has quite a lot of characters. Out of all the characters this film has to offer, which one do you think would be your favorite? My favorite would have to be Tuesday the Parrot because um he's like the main he's like the main um main animal in the story. He like narrates it in between. He's Robin Crusoe's favorite animal. Uh, so yeah, Tuesday. Well, who can't love parrots? They're probably one of the smartest and most amazing creatures that. On this earth, and how many stars do you give this film, and why? Um, I give it a five out of five star rating because um, it can be entertained the whole time, which you know, it was exciting. There was never a downfall in it, and uh, it, it, it met it was higher than my expectations because I was thinking of it being okay, not a great movie, but just good. And but I changed my mind. After I watched this film, and I was like, wow, th this is really amazing. Can't believe I'm watching this. And what age range would you give it? Um, I would give it the age ranges 5 to 14. Because I'm 5-year-olds, it'll hold their attention. And 14-year-olds, eh, that's kind of the max range for watching movies like this. Well, that seems fair, considering that most anime films are meant for all people. Thanks for talking to me about the wildlife. If you'd like to check out this film, it is now available. If you're listening to Kids First Comic Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network, today we talked about a whole bunch of films from Lady Bill to Beauty and the Beast 25th Anniversary Edition, also Queen of Quality. But now we're going to continue talking to Kem High about a new film, and that one's going to be Sully, which is an absolutely phenomenal film. But Kem High, what did you think about this film? It was phenomenal. And what do you think about the acting? Because they're such a legendary cast. Of course, we have the absolutely fantastic actor Tom Hanks who plays Sully. We also have Aaron Eckhart who plays Jeff Skiles. And we also have Anna Goon who plays Elizabeth, Elizabeth Davis. So what do you think about all the performances? Well, the performances were awesome. After I watched this movie, I went straight home. And I went on YouTube and looked up, and looked up the, uh, what happened on that date. And I saw the real people, they looked exactly like them, especially Jeff Skiles and uh, Tom Hanks, who played the Soli. Um, they did a gr great job. They made it seem like they were actually living in that time, actually on that plane. And so, yeah, their acting was great. It was definitely great, but what I also thought was fantastic is the fantastic director, Clint Eastwood, who made this phenomenal masterpiece. What do you think of his job as the director? His job as the director, I, I, I think he did it great. I mean, because without him, this movie wouldn't have been so good. It made it, it made it seem so real. It made you want to cry in some scenes. <laughs> well, yeah. It was definitely an intense film, and I do have to admit, there were some sadder scenes and kind of just more relief scenes where, like, wow, so much drama, and it's finally over. But how many stars do you give this film, and why? Uh, five out of five star rating, because, um... It, it was a really, 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 really good movie. Um, there was tons of drama in it. There's little comedy. It, there's sadness. There's disappointment. 
there there's tons of things, tons of emotions included in this movie. And I thought it was great. The acting skills were awesome, and yeah. I definitely also thought it was just an absolutely fantastic, perfect film. But there was a scene where the plane crashed, which did require a lot of special effects. And what do you think of the special effects? Do you think it was clear? Do you think it was detailed? Do you think it was realistic? Um, okay. Like, some of these details were realistic, but not all of them. When the plane crashed into the Hudson, the river was grew, so it looked like people were actually getting wet and that that they were they were swimming in the Hudson. But when the plane was in the air, air and they had a bird strike, the birds... Even though it went by fast, you could tell that they were CGI. Um, you, you, they didn't look like real birds at all. That is true. I did kind of notice it, but luckily the bird scene was literally like a split second of the whole runtime of over 100 minutes. So that is good. Now, another point about this film is there is a slight soundtrack behind it, which definitely spices things up. What do you think about the soundtrack? Um, the soundtrack matches the tone and the emotion of the story. Um, so when they're sad, there's like a there's like a sad uh, soundtrack. When they're thinking, it's like a like a thinking soundtrack to match with the tone of the movie. Well, I think that's good. It's always good to have a soundtrack that perfectly fits it. So, can you tell us about the story? Who don't who for people who don't know the story about like fifteen forty nine. Well. The story is about a guy named um, uh, Chelsea Stolenberg, who is who has flown planes for like thirteen or thirty years. He's flying a plane with his new with his new um with his new um co-pilot Jeff Skiles, and when they're riding, a bird track happens and they crash into the and they crash. The only way to save all the people is to land on the Hudson. And that was a very risky move because everybody could have sunk, drowned, and died. But he somehow managed to save everybody in plane and no one died. And that's what the movie's about. And I think what is so inspirational about the story is that nobody died in the whole ordeal of this happening. This is the first time in history. It's still the only time that it ever happened in history, which I think is inspirational. Now, what age range would you give this film and why? Um, I would give it, um, 11 through 11 and up, and because it's, because it's, since I'm 11, and I got to see this movie, I, it would be good for 11-year-olds, and it, it not 10-year-olds, because I think, because there was some bad language in it, and there was some scary scenes that wanted to make you cry, and, but I chose the up part, because it's really for everyone. It's a historical book about a, a true event that really happened. I definitely agree. Thank you so much for talking to me about this absolutely phenomenal masterpiece. If you'd like to check it out, it is now in theaters. Thanks so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kiss First Coming Attractions. Be sure to watch our video reviews of the latest film and DVD releases. And if you can learn how you can become a Kiss First film critic, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our blog in the teen section of the Huffington Post. This show is produced by the Coalition Quality Children's Media on the Voice of America Kids Network. Today's show is sponsored by Guess How Much I Love You. Thank 
you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week. <laughs>